Well, guys, I am back, and I'm planning to stay back. I'm really going to try and keep up with this, you know. Uh, before I get into that, I'm just going to say, guys, go follow the Instagram, uh, tfc.nfl. Make sure you guys hit it up, you know, send me some DMs if you guys, like, have any information. Or not information, but just, you know, if you want to talk about stuff that's happening in the NFL, go for it. Uh, not really here to talk about... I don't want to say I'm not here to talk about why I was gone, but, you know, again, it's the week 13 recap. I've talked about my, um, my departure, <laughs> my, uh, my return on Instagram, you know, as I was gone. So I haven't made a podcast episode since October, some October, late October. And I've kind of been keeping up with the Instagram, but you know, again, guys, it's getting really busy in my life. Uh, I'm a junior, you know, I got finals coming up. I'm sure you guys have all been there, well, some of you, but uh, uh, yeah, it's a lot of work. I, I actually do have a job, so again, that makes it even more hectic. I volunteer twice a week, or once a week, and then go to somewhere else once a week. So uh, yeah, it's life's pretty hectic, not going to lie, but you know, I'll try and make as much time as I can for this. Here we are on Tuesdays are probably my best days, so I'll probably be podcasting Tuesdays, Saturdays, and uh, that's, that's. I mean, I don't want to say that's it. I'll try and make time for it, but primarily those are the two days where I'm available to be doing this. So that brings us to the Week 13 recap, and uh, I got my Arnold Palmer here. I got some information in front of me, so let's crack it out. And again, some other stuff that I haven't really touched on in terms of news with the NFL or just football in general is like, haven't really touched on the Kareem Hunt situation. Haven't really touched on, I guess, I know there's college football, but Urban Mayer's planning on retiring as from Ohio State, which I could really tank their uh, their next few seasons up and coming. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll probably be talking more th- more about the information or not information, just like news happening in football right now during the podcast, so just stay tuned for that. And yeah, I'm not going to try and make this too long. I'm gonna probably going to keep it around 30, 40 minutes. I'm not going to go like the usual hour. So, so you know, uh, let's get to it. Starting off, I'd like to start with the Saints and Cowboys, you know, because of the Thursday night game. So, again... I want to, I don't want to say it again, but, um, <laughs> yeah, obviously Cowboys won. It was Saints did, they didn't, Drew, I think if Drew Brees doesn't play well for the Saints, nobody plays well. I don't say nobody, but like, obviously if he's not doing well, Michael Thomas isn't doing well. And if Michael Thomas isn't doing well, then that means Mark Ingram or Alvin Kamara has to do well. And Alvin Kamara being primarily a receiving, I don't want to say primarily a receiving running back, but he's like, he can do both. And when you limit him to one of those in terms of when Drew Brees is not doing good, which is if you limit him to rushing, uh, you know, they're going to pick up on it. And look, it looks like the, the Cowboys did a great job. Uh, something Vanderesh, whatever, whatever the Cowboys, let me see. Leighton Vanderesh, he is a he is an insane player, probably one of the best in the draft from the draft class. Best, 
probably defense defensive rookie of the year. Uh, probably, you know, I, I'm not saying hundred percent, but you know, he's been playing really well. He's been that middle guy that they need and he really suppressed, uh, the running game. So he's in for a size, he's actually very fast. So, you know, you got two and one right there. Yeah. So Cowboys took the, uh, took the dub 13, 10 scoring all 13 points in the first half. So their offense didn't do too well in the second half. I'm pretty sure they, uh, pretty sure they got a turnover or they gave up a turnover in the, uh, red zone, but Zeke played amazing. Uh, he had 76 yards on 23 carries, which doesn't sound so good, but when you look at his rushing and not his rushing, his receiving, he also had 60 yards. So it's like one, one thirty in total or something, which is really good. And, um, Mari Cooper played pretty well, eight receptions, 75 yards. And, uh, Zeke had the only touchdown again for their team. And that was on a pass play. So uh, what really went wrong for the Saints, again, I've said it, is the fact that Drew Brees wasn't just playing well. And I think it really has to do with that Cowboys defense. And Cowboys going to Eagles next week, I think I think they'll win. I mean, just I don't, I'll touch on this again in the uh, week 14 precap, which has a lot of good games, might I add, so I... Suggest you listen to that one, but um, yeah, Saints, Saints, the their offense, you know, they're averaging thirty four points per game right now. It's tied in second in the NFL, I think. Again, their power rankings did drop, and they rightfully should, rightfully so, because doing this bad against the Cowboys team, and I don't want to say the Cowboys are bad, but I mean, with the addition of Mari Cooper, it's not like their defense just all of a sudden got amazing, right? Like they're seven and five, right? Before looking at the Cowboys, looking at their games right now, they've beaten the Falcons, the Redskins, the Eagles, Redskins again, but they lost to the Titans, Texans. Well, Texans is rightfully so, and they've also lost to the Seahawks. So Seahawks actually put twenty four points up on them. And looking at their past games, like they've they haven't allowed too many points, but their offense was scoring a lot more. It's just every single like every single game they need to learn how to finish. That that's what I'm trying to say. Every single game they've lost by like seven, eight points. Some of them have been more like fourteen. Others have been down to like three. But all in all, they just need to learn how to close. And if you can't close, you can't really do well in the playoffs let alone something like the Super Bowl. So I don't see this Cowboys team going too far in the playoffs. I think they need a f- maybe one or two more years to develop in terms of like gelling with Amari Cooper, getting more players to secure on the defense. And uh and Zeke, you know, he's just gonna he's playing out of his mind this year. So that's a they're they're almost there. <laughs> that's what that's what I'm trying to say. So I'll keep that there for the Cowboys and for the Saints, I'd say Something that they need to improve on is, I mean, they have a lot of weapons on offense, and I think it's just it was. I think it was just a bad game. That's what I think it was. I, I think they need to. I mean, it was a Thursday game, so obviously they were in a short week. It was in Dallas, so you know, 
you guys take it how you want it, but I don't. If I see these two teams playing the playoffs, I got Saints all day. That's that's what I'm gonna leave it at. So, moving on to the early game, uh, not the early game, but just another. It's a twelve o'clock game, Giants and Bears. And you guys know I am an expert on the Bears. I mean, <laughs> don't want to say an expert, but I am a Bears fan. You guys, you guys know that if you've listened or even know me. So I will tell you, I know, like, I want to get something out of the way. I cannot watch all of the games. I try and get as much information on them, but I can't go through all of them, find out what happened, pick their weak spots. I mean, I try, but obviously there's just not enough time. So I look at the score. I determine what happened. Look at some reviews of the game look at the stats, and then I make like my decision based on what teams should do. And obviously, another thing, like some big news that happened with that team, wasn't like whatever big plays them. So you guys have probably heard from the Giants, you know, or from the Giants and Bears game that a lot of went down, a lot went down that went pretty bad for the Bears. Now, I'm not here to blame it on the refs. Uh, I think Giants won fair and square. And we had a great comeback, but it was just it was down to the Bears' offense. So, starting off the game, I've said this before, and I'll say it again: you start a game by throwing a pick six, whether it be on the first or second drive, but let alone the first play or second play or what I believe it was. Um, that that really brings down your chances of winning. Like Bears, Bears were probably going into this game thinking they got like a sixty percent chance, seventy percent chance winning. With Daniel, a quarterback, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not here to throw on percentages or anything, but as soon as Chase Daniel threw that pick six to start the game, I think that percentage instantly dropped like 20 or 10, 15, 10, 15 20, 30%. It really ranges on how well the Bears recoup. recoup yeah. Uh, and, you know, usually they do after throwing a bad pick or something like that. But, again, it's Chase Daniel, the quarterback, not Mitch Trubisky. So, it was really, you know, they ended the half with, it was 14-10 for the Bears. So, Chase Daniel, he did recoup a little bit. But, I mean, he, he was not throwing the ball well that, or this game. So, uh, Giants, they knew they had to use some trickery to beat this team, especially the Bears' defense, which they did with OBJ throwing, what, like a 45-yard pass, something like that. And I'm really actually surprised what Saquon did to the Bears, which was put up 120 yards. Uh, that was very impressive. You know, I think this this was a this was a bad game mentally for the Bears with the trick pass and calling a timeout before the half ends, so... Like, if you guys don't know what happened, it was like second and 20-something. They were on the 40-yard line, maybe. And uh, it was pretty much over. There was like 20 seconds left, and Giants are out of timeouts, or at least I don't think they chose to call one. So Nagy calls a timeout, thinking, hey, we stop them twice here. We get the ball back, and we have a chance to score. And, I, I mean, you know, there's like 30 seconds left, so I was like, I was thinking, like, it's not worth it, you know. It kind of looked like the Giants were giving up anyways. So we called the timeout. They ran it to Saquon up the middle on a shotgun draw play. 
and uh, Saquon does what he does best, and he creates a huge play out of nothing. And long story short, they they're on the up the up they're on the Bears forty, and Saquon got out of bounds too. So they throw another pass completion to I believe it was Sterling Shepard. Maybe doesn't even matter who it was. But long story short, again they get a field goal out of it, and that ends the half at fourteen ten. So in reality, I'm thinking this game it should have been fourteen zero at half. The Bears. It should have been, just based on the pick six. Like Chase Daniel. Look, I'm not trying to play down. I'm not downplaying Ogletree's move. Like it was a great interception, but it was also a bad throw by Chase Daniel. Low, not thinking, and you gotta you gotta be aware of that as a quarterback. And obviously he wasn't. So again, I'm not downplaying Ogletree's move. Like he's a great player. He Made got two interceptions on Chase Daniel. I'm not saying like it's a. Uh, it's, it's hard to explain. I'm just saying. If, if Mitch Trubisky or if, let's say Aaron Rodgers was throwing that ball, he would have lobbed it. Nothing, nothing bad would have happened on that play. Is what I'm trying to say. But with Chase Daniel at quarterback, it did, and that's where the mentality or the mental part of the game really plays a role, and. That just comes from inexperience, and that's exactly what Chase Daniels had. Chase Daniel has, which is inexperience. So, sorry, that was a little crooked to get out or choppy, but um, hard to follow. So, it was a great comeback. Don't get me wrong, but I don't. The Bears are they weren't able to close with Chase Daniel at quarterback, and that's that's really what lost them the game. So. Moving on, yeah, I guess. We are going to go with the Cardinals and Packers. And I'm sure you guys have all heard, here's part of the news coming out, is uh, Mike McCarthy being fired. Not, um, I've, heard, I've heard a lot of Packer, angry Packer fans about McCarthy, so I'm sure they are celebrating this fact. But Cardinals get their third win of the season against a Green Bay Packer team that all analysts were, like, fired up about, like, I don't know if you guys know who this is, Cynthia Freeland. She was, I used to think she was smart, but uh, not anymore. Because uh, she had like the Packers a higher chance to be in the playoffs than the Bears. And along with the Vikings, with the schedules, and it's just Packers have not been playing well. And I think sometimes you have to go just based on the record, not just the matchups. So... Yeah, I'm going to uh, – so Packers pretty much shoot their way out of their playoff hopes at all. And it's pretty sad to see that they have the same record for two weeks in a row as the Browns. I mean, happy for me to see as a Bears fan, but after being a good team for a long time and only having one Super Bowl to show for it, when your team starts going down like this, it's pretty hard to watch. And I have some experience in that, but, uh, you know, but, uh, I mean, that's just the NFL right there. I mean, two, two, three years ago, Rams were one of the worst teams in the NFL. And here they are as the top Super Bowl contender, number one team in the NFL. Um, same with the, I mean, Chiefs have been, Chiefs have been pretty steady, but it's just, again, it's up and down. It's up and down. Uh, Cardinals won the Super Bowl 
five, six years ago. No, eight. In my, uh, but still, you know, there's some teams that stay bad for a while, some teams that are good for a long time. And this is just how it goes. But, uh, yeah, McCarthy's out of here. I think, in my in my opinion, I think they should have waited until the end of the season. Now, Packer fans, I'm not trying to say, like, you know, stay bad or whatever, but, uh, I mean, the time to get an NFL head coach was at the start of the season or even, like, earlier in the season. And I know your record was not terrible, but... I mean, you kind of, I, I bet you fans saw the cracks forming with McCarthy and uh, at least earlier in the season. And now you're here with no head coach and, you know, you got a game in five days. So it's, it's going to be tough for the Green Bay Packers. I mean, they face Falcons next week, I believe. Let me just check real quick. They face, yes, they do face the Falcons next week. Uh, so, I in probably they're gonna lose. I'm just I'm just saying it right now. <laughs> probably I don't want to make any. I'll analyze it uh, before the game on Saturday or whatever. But currently, I think they're gonna lose. <laughs> and uh, so, as far as the game went, Devontae Adams he he played all right. You know he had he had a nice touchdown in the end zone. Had 93 yards for one touchdown. Now. Aaron Jones, I think, is a great running back. I think he's very explosive. I think in total, he's probably the best running back they've had in a while, probably ever since the rookie of Eddie Lacy, until he, you know, bulked up. There's a lot of memes about him. It's funny. <laughs> and um, I was very surprised that the Packers won this. Uh, this week, this week I actually did pretty bad in terms of my picks. So let's see, I went 0-1, 0-2, 0-3, 0-4, 1-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-4, 2-
you know, you don't want to be in that sweet spot of you barely make the playoffs or barely get you don't you don't want to barely get out of the playoffs and then you're stuck with like a 18 or 19 round seed or not round but a draft pick. So yeah, I think I think it's a possibility of what the Packers are doing, especially with firing McCarthy, you know, kind of tanking the season. But as for the Cardinals, teams like them and the Giants and the Raiders, I mean, what's the point of winning at this point? Just saying. Like, it's not like you're I don't know. It's hard it's hard to explain. You know, I'm sure you guys get what I mean, and I'm sure you get why they can't really do that, because you know there'd be collusion or whatever in the NFL, but I mean, I just, at this point, you win a game, you're doing something worse for your team. And that's that. So I'm going to keep it at that. 2017 Cardinals beat Green Bay on their first home win for the Packers. So that's pretty embarrassing, especially when they've had such hard times winning on the road this this year. I'm sure they thought this was a blow-off game, or at least Packer fans, in terms of, you know, I don't, as a Bears fan, it sounded pretty snotty to me, but when Rodgers had his interview, they were like, so we're going to stay at home, we're going to beat the Cardinals, and we're going to go to Atlanta, and we're going to beat the Falcons. Now we're going to go to Chicago, we're going to beat the Bears at home, which we've done a lot of times. And I'm not trying to say he hasn't done it a lot of times, but, I mean, he's sounding, he's acting like it's going to be an easy task or something. He, I mean, can't even beat the Cardinals at home. Like, that's pretty funny to me. But uh, 2017, or 20 to 17 for the Cardinals again, moving on to the Jags v. Colts. And I was pretty disappointed by this loss. Uh, Jags haven't won a game since like week four, maybe. Let me take a look. I'm pretty sure they have like the longest losing streak in the NFL. <laughs> Currently, that is. So, that, yeah, they, and they even lost to the Bills. So, let's see. They lost 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. Yeah, they lost 7 in a row. So, I mean, take it how you want it, Jags fans. But you guys really escaped with uh, – I mean, you're probably not making the playoffs again. So, you're just kind of hurting the Colts at this point. And who is the, who's the leader of this division? I can actually check real quick. I don't know. Division leaders being the... Oh, yeah, Texans. Yeah, Texans. All right. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I'm sure Colts are hoping for a wild card here. But uh, that kind of hurt their chances a little bit especially being a game against, I mean, I've said it before many a times and I, and I will keep reiterating it because when it comes to divisional games, any team can win, whether it's the Bills versus the Patriots or Oakland versus Chiefs, who they actually almost beat this week. And if it wasn't for the to- turnovers from the, from the Raiders, I'd say they would have beat them. But... I mean, this was just a pretty poor effort. I mean, Jags defense, they played pretty well, holding them to obviously a shutout. But it's not like the Jags, I mean, this is this is probably a good matchup for the Jags, whereas the Colts, they don't have the strongest defense. But 
the Jags have a really good defense where I don't want to say that's really good, but surely it's not as good as last year, but they still got some key players on that team, such as, I mean, I, I know you guys all know, you know, I'm just saying I hate Jalen Ramsey. I'm just going to say it. He's a great player, but hate him. I mean, I'm sure you guys saw it. He tried to help. He was going to help up Andrew Luck. I mean, he whatever psyched him or whatever. And I mean, <laughs> you guys have probably seen it, but, Andrew Luck is like one of the nicest guys in the NFL. Like he'll give, he'll say guys like good hit on him or whatever. So it's funny. I really like the guy and I really like the Colts too. Like as far as Colts go, I'd say they're like my number three, four, five team. Obviously, you know, Bears are number one, but you know, you got to have some backups, right? Like someone you root for. Like obviously, if you're up, let's say Falcons fan, your, your number two is not going to be the Saints. So, you know, I've always liked the Eagles and not really, I mean, not recently, at least that is because ever, ever since they beat the, ever since they won in the championship, all their fans just turned to like complete snobs. So I'll leave it at that. So Colts just need to get it together. Need to recoup after a bad loss. And, uh, I'm not going to touch too much on the game since it was so boring, you know, 6-0, two field goals. But just looking at some stats here, it's like, I mean, Marlon Mack, he didn't play well, 3.4 average on eight carries, which is 27 yards, if you don't know. <laughs> uh, Andrew Luck had 248 yards, threw the, pa- threw the ball 52 times. So coming with 248 yards and zero touchdowns. Pretty good completion percentage. He had 32, 30, I mean, 33 for 52. So, doing a little, a little math here, it equals 63%. So, not bad. You know, I've sure seen worse. I mean, if you throw the ball 50 times, it's probably going to be a little bit lower than usual, but... And Marlon Mack, he's he's I like the guy. He's very good, but I mean, eight carries for twenty-seven yards is not the best. <laughs> uh, and I totally even forgot to I forgot to mention this for some reason, but uh, it wasn't Blake Bortles playing; it was Cody Kessler, who actually didn't for a debut for him or for where he hasn't started in so long. Or uh, Cody Kessler, he is a is he a rookie? No, he's not. Yeah, third round of the 2016 draft. I knew it. For the Browns, actually. How funny is that? But, uh, yeah, 150 yards on 24 attempts, only 18 completions. I figured they'd probably run the ball more, which is why Carlos Hyde got 13 carries. Cody Kessler took the ball five times. TJ Yeldon took the ball eight times. So quite a few carries. But all in all, you know, not an, it just, it's hard to explain because it was just such a bad offensive game for both teams. And even like, I'm very surprised Andrew Luck and their guys couldn't get going. Uh, like Eric Ebron, you know, 10 receptions, 81 yards, who's probably the, fits very well with the, with the Colts. I mean, he was on the Lions, you know, people are saying like all Lions made terrible mistake, but if you, if, I saw a comment, and I totally agree that if you put Eric Ebron on the 
Lions right now, there's no way he'd be pro- producing these kind of stats. And it, I, I feel like sometimes that's – or I feel like that's kind of not even debatable at this point. And, yes, they do have wide receiver attributes such as, you know, Kenny Galladay, uh, Marvin Jones, you know. That's pretty much it at this point. But, uh, you know, they with Eric Ebron, it would have been better, but now it's just their, their team is just not that good. And I'm talking about the Lions there. So as far as the Colts go, much-needed victory that they did not get. Six and six is a big difference from seven and five. So you got to keep that in mind. Texans improve their lead on it, and I'm just going to leave it at that. So taking out, let's see, what time are we at? We are at 28 minutes. Uh, How does this go by so slowly? Four games, that's about seven minutes apiece, so that's not terrible. But So we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Okay, we got 12 games left. Uh, yeah, now I'm really going to start shotgunning these, and I say that a lot. The last time I said that, uh, I really did it. So Texans versus Browns, I really, really have to give credit to the Texans' nine-game win streak. I believe that's the longest streak in the NFL now, currently. And funnily enough, uh, these two teams actually had the worst. The past two losing streaks were these two teams. Texans hadn't run a seven-game losing streak, which actually the Jaguars tied. But coming into the year, they hadn't won like four games in a row. And then Texans lost three games in a row, so they hadn't won in like seven seven games. And, you know, across across the offseason, you know, it's pretty hard to come back from winning or losing your last four games and losing your first three. So that had to be tough, and that's why I give so much credit to them for winning nine games in a row, and let alone against, like, a team with who has Baker Mayfield, I mean, who's been, I don't want to say a hype team, but, you know, the Browns were out in 16 last year. So, yeah, Baker Mayfield starting, now it's like, you know, 4-7-1 doesn't look too bad, but... And then you go to the Packers, and they're like, you know, we got the same record, and it's a bad thing for them. But for the Browns, it's probably kind of a good thing, you know. But Baker Mayfield had 61 yards at the half and ended with 397. So obviously he threw the ball a lot more in the second half than he did the first, although he did have three interceptions in the first and zero touchdowns. So the stats were awful in the first half, but the second half was like an entirely new game. Nick Chubb always produced. Always, I think it. I think it was a smart idea to get rid of. Uh, what was his name? Gosh, I'm totally brain doping right here. I mean, I don't. I I remember they made a great Carlos Hyde. That's his name. Jeez. Uh, yeah, I think Nick Chubb was a great draft pick for them, and you know he saw. You guys probably saw he had like two ninety something yard touchdowns. Against the Jets? No, it wasn't the Jets. It was um, whatever. It doesn't even matter what team it was, but he's he's doing great. And Jarvis Landry is doing equally as great with like, I mean, well this this game he had 103 yards on six receptions, so that was pretty good. Uh, for the as as far as the Browns' future go, uh, again, not gonna make the playoffs. Well, you have like a three percent chance at this point, but. Uh, not going to make the playoffs, so I'd say I'd have to say that they should probably tank and 
you know, I feel so bad for them because they've gotten such good draft picks the past few years and haven't been able to do anything really with it. And finally, you have Baker Mayfield. You know, I I probably wouldn't have drafted Baker Mayfield, but at the same time, you know, I mean, he's like he's like a replica of Johnny Manziel, or he had, he looked like that to me. But upon looking at you know how he plays, he plays. Like, he is a little cocky, but nowhere near as much as Johnny Manziel. And I think it was a terrible idea to draft Johnny Manziel in the first place. I'm pretty sure he came out of the draft as a, came into the draft as a freshman or sophomore coming out of college. So, I mean, he was a Heisman in his freshman year, but he was on Texas Tech, didn't play insanely good teams. And uh, he also had Mike Thomas to throw to. So, you know, that's kind of where you get with that. And uh, as far as the Texans go, Sean Watson is doing very well in these past few weeks. Sure, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've said it, but DeAndre Hopkins is my favorite, and in my opinion, a top three slash top two uh, receiver. You know, it's hard to, it's really hard to compare receivers, you know, if you actually think about it. Like, uh, I mean, Julio Jones, you know, how, where does he rank? Tony Brown, where does he rank? And uh, again, where does DeAndre Hopkins rank? I think in terms of skill, it's DeAndre Hopkins all the way. Uh, he's very fast. He's got probably the best hands in the NFL, and he can he has pretty good height, and he can get up there. As far as Antonio Brown goes, again, it's his route running that really separates himself from other receivers. But he again lacks in height, so he cannot go. I don't want to say he can't get the deep ball because he can outrun players, but you don't have a good quarterback. But he, I mean, I know he has Big Ben, but he can't, he can't moss receivers, is what I'm trying or cornerbacks or stuff like that, is what I'm trying to say. He can, he can fight for the ball, don't get me wrong, but he cannot, in jump balls, he is not, that is not his expertise. And I think that's something you kind of have to, ha- I don't want to say kind of have to have. But it's truly it's a good attribute to have as a receiver. And uh yeah. So twenty nine thirteen for the Texans. Uh they they did great. They had a lot of points in the first half, didn't score too much in the second half. Uh this team's definitely making the playoffs. As far as how I think how we'll do in the playoffs, I'm not so sure. You know, they're nine and three. They've played looking at their schedule. They've played not insanely good teams. You know, they've they beat the Cowboys. They beat the Colts. Uh, they lost to the Giants this year, which is kind of funny. And, I mean, they beat pretty not the best teams. I'm not trying to downplay them again or something, but, again, they're just not – haven't beat the best teams. And I don't want to say – this will translate to them doing bad in the playoffs because as a Bears fan, I, I don't want to sugarcoat it, but we haven't played the best teams. I mean, if you want to count the Vikings as a good team, or I mean, we've played all right against them, but we've, again, lost. And, we've all, I mean, we beat the Vikings, but that was it. So in the I think the next few weeks will really tell us what we need to know. They, If they win all four games, I think they'll win at least one playoff game. If they... So their best record they go is thirteen and three. I think in reality, in reality, they'll go twelve and four. 
or maybe even 11 and five, but I still think they'll win their division. Might get one home field advantage game, but probably not because Patriots, you know, they're again, they're amazing. But yeah, so fight. Browns aren't making the playoffs. Texans most likely will. And I'm just going to leave it at that. So moving on to the Raiders versus Chiefs. Now, this is actually a pretty good game. I actually mentioned it before, but you know, you have the loss of Kareem Hunt, which shouldn't actually do too much damage to this team, considering they still have Spencer Ware, who's actually pretty good backup. So I think that was a that was a good thing to have for them. A good backup, you know. As far as news for the Raiders, I think Derek Carr played an excellent game. Uh, he, he had three touchdowns. And there's also a new running back that they have, Jalen Richard. Very explosive. Very, I don't want to say small, but very quick. Very quick, along with Doug Martin. I think they make a great one-two punch. And I definitely think this Jalen Richard will be getting a lot more carries in the, in the coming weeks. Jordy Nelson has proven himself to have to be a very reliable receiver. And Jared Cook, who's another receiver, or yeah, another receiver, had 100 yards for seven receptions. The, I think this team has a bright future. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. They're, well, I don't, I don't want to make this judgment based on one game, because again, the Kansas City Chiefs defense are not good. Although they did create a couple turnovers in, in terms of forced fumbles, so I think if Raiders can protect the ball and use this game as kind of momentum to use this game as momentum to you know, win games, which at this point they don't really want to do because they're not making the playoffs. But this game was pretty significant for them despite the loss. And yes, it is a divisional opponent, but I think as far as the defense went, I mean, letting up 40 points isn't good, but offense also let up a lot of turnovers that probably that most mostly put them in bad position to stop the Kansas City defense. I mean, offense. So, yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. Kansas City's – I don't want to make any too too much playoff predictions right now, but, you know, obviously Chiefs aren't making it, so <laughs> I can't say that. So, moving on to the Rams and Lions. Let's see. Before I get into this too much, I want to see how much games we have left. Probably going to touch on more of the important ones. So, we've got Chargers, Steelers, Redskins, Falcons – or Redskins, Eagles. Seahawks, one that can kind of blow over – Patriots is a good one. A blow over the Jets and Titans. And that's... I don't know. We still got Panthers and Buccaneers. And yeah, I'll go to Panthers, Panthers, Buccaneers. I know. Carolina Panthers sit at 6-6. Six and six, Started the season 6-2. and two, And, uh, yeah. They're just terrible. Terrible. Uh, kind of pushing them... They're not doing it, but they're actually just kind of pushing them... Slowly pushing themselves out of the playoff race. If they don't win their next game, I'd say it's pretty much over for them. And even so, looking at who they play next week, which is the Browns, I think now I would I would count this as a win for the Panthers, but at this point, I really don't know. You still have to play the Saints twice this year and the Falcons once, so they're probably not going to make the playoffs. That's calling it right now. I'll take a Take a look at the standings, but as far as that goes, I'm saying no go on the whole playoffs thing for them. 
And Bucks again, not making the playoffs, but Jameis Winston does show some promise. And I think it's ridiculous that they can't figure out who's going to be their starting quarterback. So, you know, I think this was finally a good thing for them. So we're at 40 minutes right now. Really going to start shotgunning these. Sorry. Bills, Dolphins. This this game I predicted pretty well. Again, I went 9-5, but um, I really did think the Bills wouldn't be able to put up enough points on the Dolphins. I mean, Dolphins have a pretty good secondary, I'd say. So given that Josh Allen, Allen threw two interceptions, I think that was a good reflection of that. Rushing, if you guys wouldn't believe it, Josh Allen actually had 135 yards. Pretty insane for him. You know, he passed for 231. He's a great, I think he's a good quarterback. He's got a bright future, but he's not even, but the problem is he's not on a good team. So, I mean, who does he have to throw to? Kelvin, I mean, Kelvin Benjamin, yeah, he's good, but he hasn't been playing well. And if you guys just heard, he, uh, I believe he's a free agent or they decided not to sign him or or whatever. So I don't think he'll be on the Bills anymore. And uh, as far as the Bills go, they have a four and eight record, so they won't be, they won't be this good. I mean, they won't have the best draft pick, but, uh, you know, take it how you want it. So, yeah, 21-17 for the Dolphins. I believe my prediction is like 24-17 or whatever. Not a big deal because I don't even care. Nor does really anyone about that game. So this was actually a pretty good game that I had some interest in. But at the same time, I didn't because, you know, Andy Dalton's out, but it's Broncos versus Bengals, you know. And... I feel pretty bad for AJ Green. You know, I, I really like him as a receiver. I don't really I don't necessarily like the Bengals, but I've always liked AJ Green. And if you guys saw he he had a big he had a toe injury and he injured it without even like doing something too active. Like he just started his route and then he got injured. So that's how you pretty much know it's bad, especially when no one even touches you. And if you saw it, he was in pretty bad pain. And uh, so, Philip Lindsay, I think, could he's probably in the running for Rookie of the Year. Definitely in the running. As far as him winning, I'd say I kind of got to give it to Saquon. But again, Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman make a great one-two punch, along with Case Keenum. He's got problem with Case Keenum, and you know a lot of people want to blame him for doing stuff, but and even Vikings fans like want him back because they or they were furious with Kirk Cousins and. In my opinion, that was a stupid thing to be. So whatever, like or whatever. But again, you know, Case Keenum, he has no one to throw to. With the exception of Emmanuel Sanders. And I mean, Devontae Booker's not bad, but you know, again, he's a running back. So, you know, again, take it how you want it. But Case Keenum is, he's kind of stuck right now. And... I think he's I think he's doing a pretty good job for the position he's in. And as far as Philip Lindsay goes, I couldn't be happy with that. I think it's great with a undrafted rookie doing this well in the NFL. As far as the Bengals go, you know, backup QB, you're never gonna have a good game. I don't want to say never, but I mean your team's just not gonna perform the same and most likely not as well. I mean, unless you're Nick Foles, who started for the team for freaking however long. But you know, I was I was talking about this about Chase Daniels. And, you know, I was I said, you know, he's probably one of the. I said he's probably one of the best backups in the NFL, and everyone's like, "Oh, look at Nick Foles, look at whatever 
whoever else, Jameis Winston or whatever. And, like, these are guys who have actually been starting in the NFL. Chase Daniel, his entire career has been a backup. Play, started a game, yes. Been, been a backup his entire career, also yes. So, Jameis Winston had a starting spot and currently does now, but at the point when I said this, it was like, Jameis Winston's a backup QB, what about him? I'm like, Jameis Winston has been a starting quarterback for like two years and then got injured and then, or not injured, or he had a suspension, I believe. But uh, And then Fitzpatrick comes in here and takes the starting spot, and then they're like, hey, he's a backup now, so maybe he's the best, or maybe Nick Foles is the best because Carson Wentz was there. Like, Kurt, honestly, I think it's stupid that Nick Foles doesn't try and get on another team. He could easily start. I don't want to say easily, but he could definitely start on another team. Winning the Super Bowl for him for them was probably the best thing he did in his career. And I think, I mean, yeah, he's a good quarterback, but again, he had a good supporting cast along with Nelson Aguilar and uh, Elshon Jeffrey. But, yes, getting back to the Broncos and Bengals, uh, getting back to the quarterbacks, or Jeff Triscoll, 236 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Not bad as far as Andy Dalton, who has started a lot in his past years. And uh, Joe Mixon, you know, great. I really respect him as a running back. I think him and Giovanni Bernard, again, make a great one-two punch. And uh, either one of them, I think, could, I don't want to say start, but Joe Mixon, Joe Mixon definitely could start on a team like the Bills when still Sean McCoy retires or something. I mean, I know they have Chris Ivory, but I mean, what, Chris Ivory's not the best. But again, not too interesting of a game. I think this game does give the Broncos hope. And now, again, I did say I was actually interested in this game just because I wanted to see how, how the Bengals performed without Andy Dalton and, again, how the Broncos performed, again, with Phil Lindsay because I think he's a great, he's a great guy to watch. And with 157 yards, you know, obviously it was a pretty good game. Ravens-Falcons. Uh, Ravens kind of keep their playoff hopes alive with this one because uh, they have not been playing too hot recently, and especially with a Steelers loss, I think Ravens really were happy with this week, or with week 13. So Lamar Jackson throws for 125 yards, uh, zero interceptions, zero touchdowns, so not bad. Runs for 75, and again, Gus Edwards, the running back, runs for 82 yards on 21 carries. So, you know, Robert Griffin III actually came in once, and so did Sam Code. Sam Code, is that their punter? Let me take a look. One second. Yep. Yep, punter. So, uh, I think I kind of like how they're using RG3 as a player in this. So uh, I'm going to start to wrap this up soon. But uh, Ty Montgomery, you know, still getting into the groove of things. Three carries for 13 yards. But uh, again, playoff hopes increase for the Ravens. Falcons, you know, you're just proving yourself to be not worth the time to bet on. <laughs> and uh, again, I predict this game pretty well. And the uh, score is pretty similar. So... We went on to the Rams, Lions, exactly what I expected. Detroit, Detroit, I mean, I don't, I don't even know what to say. 
I'm sure I'm sure uh Garrett Blount did pretty well. Yeah, he had 61 yards. And uh, as far as Matt Stafford goes, I really like them. Like like him as a quarterback, you know, even as a divisional opponent, I got to respect Matt Stafford. I think he's always been stuck on a bad team. I mean, and again, I think Kelvin Johnson when he left that really messed up the mojo, which was I know a long time ago, but still, I mean, I think Kelvin Johnson is probably a top five receiver of all time. So take it, take that. <laughs> as far as fantasy points go for Todd Gurley, got he got me a lot with 132 yards and two touchdowns. I think I feel like he has a potential to have defense, defensive player, not defensive player, uh, maybe offensive player of the of the year, and maybe MVP. Probably not, but he has been playing very well this year. And as far as MVP goes or defensive player of the year, Aaron Donald is killing it, like absolutely killing it. And I think, you know, again, I'm a Bears fan, so I like Lou Mack or whatever, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I like Aaron Donald, and I think he's a great player, and he definitely deserves it more than Khalil Mack at this point. And yes, Khalil Mack is playing well, but Aaron Donald's playing a lot better. Not too much to watch on that game. You know, I mean, watching the their the Rams offense anytime is a fun thing, but as far as the Lions go, you know, they're not making the playoffs. So I'm kind of going to skip over this one real quick because I don't think Tennessee, I mean, it was a good win from Tennessee. Don't get me wrong, but Jets have Josh McCown playing and, you know, they barely won anyway. So Tennessee was actually down in the third quarter and then scored 13 points for the comeback. In the fourth, and uh, yeah, I, th- I just think uh, the Jets or Tennessee's looking at who they play, they're not going to be able to beat the Colts or the Redskins, in my opinion. And I know Colts just had a minor setback, but they're, they're not going to lose to the Titans. I think, in my opinion, Titans end the season at seven and nine. So that's not good enough to make the playoffs. Yeah. Titans fans, I'm sorry. I'll look at it more next week just because, you know, kind of got to wrap this up as if we are at 50 minutes. But only looking at it, we got four more games, and I can blow off one of them. So I will blow off this one first. Seahawks over 49ers. Go Seahawks. 43-16. Uh, I think Nick Mullins played pretty well. 414 yards, career high. Uh, I really don't know what the 49ers are going to do in terms of quarterback. I'm sure they could trade someone pretty well for Nick Mullins. But as far as Jimmy Garoppolo goes, I think, I mean, I know they're going to start him or whatever, but I don't know if they want to mess up this groove that they kind of have going. I mean, I know they lost pretty badly, but come on, Nick Mullins threw the ball a lot and got a lot of yards and a lot of touchdowns. I'm sure... It was probably the turnovers that took him down, but I mean, receiving Dante Pettis had 129 yards. And I'll just go down the yards for each receiver. So five receptions, 129, eight receptions, 73, six receptions, 70 yards, four receptions, 60 yards, three receptions, 51 yards. It was really like a spread the wealth card or whatever. And uh, yeah, I just want to leave it at that because again, we got to move, move, move. Don't want to leave the good games for the least amount of time. 43-16 Seahawks. I'm really rooting for the Seahawks to get that wild card spot, so I'm going to leave it at that. As far as the 
Saints, not Saints, uh, Vikings and Patriots game. Pretty much what I expected. I mean, Minnesota Vikings right now are kind of in the slumps right now. And Patriots, again, they're on, they're doing really well this year. So, as they do every year. But I don't think Patriots will make the Super Bowl again. Hate me if you want, but I think Steelers will be able to take it. Or even the Chargers. Or again, the Chiefs. There's a lot of good, this is a great year for football, I think. And the playoffs are going to be even more exciting. I don't want to, again, I'm not making predictions right now. I'm not making, I'm not saying who's making playoffs, who's not. But these are just what it looks like. So Patriots get a great win from the Vikings. And uh, I believe it was Av- it was in it was in Minnesota, I believe. Let me actually check. Patriots versus Vikings. Looking at it, it was in. I think it was actually in New England. Let me take a quick look. Again, we don't have a lot of time, but I think I do have enough time for this. We're at 53 minutes, so we got seven minutes left. We got time. We got time. And even so, I think. Patriots, they have pretty much all of their weapons. Yes, it was in New England. That was right. Well, the second time it was right. But that was before I even knew, so go me. But I think the Patriots are really starting to get all their weapons together. And, you know, you got Josh Gordon, you got Julian Edelman, you got Gronk, you got Deion Lewis. Not Deion Lewis. Uh, Deion Lewis is their old running back. They have uh, Sony Michelle back. They have James White, you know. It's all coming together, along with Cordell Patterson. You know he's playing. He's playing all right at running back, but he's also doing very good at return, returner. So there you go with that. And I think that's what really their offense is getting better. Their their defense is pretty solid. You know, one of the better defenses in the NFL. I'd say I'd say top ten, top fifteen. But yeah, uh, Vikings are not playing too well recently, and they're pretty much in the slumps right now. So we got six minutes for these last two games. Should be able to close it out pretty well. And I'm sorry, guys. Again, I said I would limit this time, but again, it's ooh, sorry, but it is very hard. So here we go. Philip Rivers, uh, along with the Chargers. Uh, I love Philip Rivers. I love the Chargers. I think this year is a great, great year for them, which is a very vague and underwhelming statement. <laughs> yeah, Philip Rivers. You know, never had a, never had a. Super Bowl win, I think he really deserves it. In terms of AFC goes, I really think I'm really rooting for the Chargers here. Uh, just because, you know, they're they're kind of like the Bears. You know, I feel like they've gotten a lot of hate over the years. Haven't been the best. But, you know, they get, I've always liked Phillip Rivers, a great seasoned veter- veteran. They have good, they have art receivers, Keenan Allen. Melvin Gordon's currently out. But once he comes back, I think this team, or no, wait. One second. I believe he is a. Oh yeah, he should be back for, from his knee injury. Yes, <laughs> I think they're trying to keep it vague and trying to get teams not to know what's going on. But so yes, I th- these teams will both make the playoffs. I'm pretty sure. Uh, Steelers still have to beat out the Falcons, not the Falcons, the Ravens. And I'm pretty sure Ravens even have that wild card spot. So even if they lose, you know they still have the wild card. But uh. I think Chargers are 
as opposed to the Patriots, I think Chargers are the more that that's probably that would be a very good game in my opinion. Shell Chargers Patriots would probably be one of the best games of the year at this point. Just because I think they they're both pretty e- very equally matched as far as a seasoned veteran as such, such as Philip Rivers and Tom Brady, and then you got your running back, you got James White and Sony Michelle, and then you got Melvin Gordon, who's been having a breakout again, a breakout year. I feel like every single year is a breakout year for him. And then you have relatively good receivers along with Keenan Allen and some other receivers, but uh, yeah, great win from the Chargers. I think it was a great comeback. And yes, you you can blame the refs. You can do whatever you want, but all in all, Charger Char- Steelers shouldn't have blown the lead. They shouldn't have let up that punt return, and they should have had an interception in the end zone. But you know, you hit your own player, and then Keenan Allen catches it. That's what you get. You get a loss, and player plays like that can get you a loss, which sucks. So I'm going to move on to the last one, which is Redskins and Eagles, and I actually did not predict this game right because I really thought the Redskins would win. Oh, no, no, never mind. Sorry. I was thinking of something. I was thinking of a different game. Uh, yes. Uh, with Mark Sanchez starting, there was no way I thought the Redskins were going to win. That's my bad. <laughs> but yes, Fiegels, Fiegels, uh Philadelphia Eagles win 20-13. to 13, pretty, much, pretty much what I expected based on, I think, I thought the Redskins defense would surely stop the Eagles to like 20 points or whatever. But I did not think that I mean, I did think that the Redskins would not score many points, which they didn't with 13. I mean, they had Colt McCoy coming at one point in Mark Sanchez. Colt McCoy actually played pretty well four attempts or four for four for 50 yards. Mark Sanchez just, you know, he's the usual. <laughs> but uh, he's the usual badness that he is. But uh, Adrian Peterson had one 90-yard run or whatever. So that really boosted his stats. But other than that one play, their, def- their offense played Pretty poor. Defense also didn't play too hot, but they got one turnover. But, yeah, I'm just going to – I mean, it wasn't too hefty of a game. You know, I remember when at the at two weeks ago it was like Redskins prime. They're in their prime. They're, they're at the top of the division. You know, they're winning games. Alex Smith gets injured. They lose the game, and all of a sudden Cowboys are starting to do better, and so are the Philadelphia Eagles after this win. And all of a sudden, you're third, third or fourth in division, and oh, third because you know Giants. But at this point, it's like this. I think one of the best games of the year. Uh, one, I don't want to say one of, but you know, it's a fight for the division at this point between the Eagles and the Cowboys. Yes, Redskins are have the same record as the Eagles, but you know, it's just again, it's not the same. And uh, I think it's really funny that you know a team's record and or playoff hopes can shift just like that in the span of one or two weeks. So I feel really bad for the Redskins, but at the same time, it's like Cowboys really kind of deserve it after they've been playing really well. So that's where I'm going to end it. 59 minutes, guys. I'm really sorry. I said 30, 40 minutes and uh, really kind of lied to you on that one. So uh, that is my bad. Uh, Again, follow the Instagram. Make sure you guys hit it up. DM me if you have any questions, any asking about fantasy. I'll try to answer them to the best of my ability. But uh, thanks for tuning in this this week or whatever the, on this week 13 recap. So I'll be back Saturday, I believe, for the week 14 preview. There's a lot of great games. I will make a post in terms of the Thursday night preview. 
And uh, other than that, yeah, I'll try and post more news. Thanks for tuning in. Peace.